The Planet Football Podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the leader in one-week fantasy football with more winners and more payouts than any other site. Enter promo code FOOTBALL, that's F-U-T-B-O-L, at FANDUEL.com for a bonus match of up to $200. We're also sponsored by the SeatGeek app, the easiest way to find a great deal, pay for your ticket, and get to your seat. Download the SeatGeek app and enter our code FOOTBALL, again, F-U-T-B-O-L, for $20 off your first tickets. Welcome to SI's Planet Football Podcast, where each week we discuss the latest in the world of soccer. I am SI.com soccer editor Avi Creditor, joined today by SI.com's Brian Strauss, and we're also joined by a special guest, LA Galaxy defender AJ Delagarza. AJ, thank you for joining us today. No problem. Thanks for having me on. You got it. We, uh, we're going to get into a, a bunch of things Today, uh, mostly MLS, uh, the LA Galaxy plays NYCFC this weekend. Uh, a lot of star power expected to be on the field for that one. A little later on, uh, we've got a segment from an interview that we had with Kyle Martino, former Galaxy player, uh, now NBC EPL analyst, and we had him talking about uh, the Premier League, so definitely stick around for that. But AJ, I want to start with you, and, and Brian, welcome you in as well. We both actually have individual connections to you from from covering you back in the day. Uh, so hopefully this doesn't freak you out too much. I was actually at Maryland uh, as a radio broadcaster for the men's soccer team that you played on. Uh, so thanks for winning a championship, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get you a couple or just one? <laughs> uh, uh, you gave me one, but I was still in the area for the second, so you know. Uh, okay. <laughs> and Brian, what? Uh, you you go even further back. Yeah, I, I, I spent my first five years of my career at the Washington Post, and, and, and a big part of that was, was long phone calls with Sasha Sarosky, uh, listening to him talk about why he'd never won a, an NCAA title and what was it going to take to win one, and would people consider his program a great program if he, ever, you know, if he never won one. And, and I told him it would come, and, and, and you know, if he was knocking on the door every year, it, it would eventually go through. And then I left the post, and, and then I think two years later, uh, you, you guys won it. Well, so from winning titles with that team, AJ, obviously you've been able to do the same with, with the Galaxy. Uh, you guys are gunning for another. Um, I guess you, you're hitting that form now. This, this kind of is what happens with the Galaxy, right? You kind of lay in the weeds a little bit, add some firepower in, in the summer, and then boom, you take off. And, and, and does it feel like you're, you're kind of hitting that stride right, right about now? Uh, we still have a, a lot to prove and a lot to work on on both sides of the ball. And uh, now actually we got Gerard in and, and Ricketts is back and Los Santos, you know, just starting with us two weeks ago. So we're still trying to integrate those players. And, you know, I, I think when we can, you know, fully get them into a groove and, and get everyone on the same page, you know, I, I think we're going to be, you know, a pretty good team uh, right now. We're, we're squeaking by and, and letting up goals on, on one end and, and scoring plenty on the other. So, um, you know, once we finally get into a real group and get to know each other, I think it's going to be even better. I, for for squeaking by and, and for working people in, you're still getting results, though. I mean, I think it's seven out of uh, out of the last nine you guys have won. First place in the Western Conference. Uh, is there that much more room for improvement? Because if there is, I think the, the rest of the league should be a little worried. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think there is a, a lot of room for improvement uh, for me on the, the defensive side. You know, we've given up goals the last five games, and they've been uh, goals that have been scored on us first. 
and, and they were trying to, to fight back in games. And if we can jump out on the team early, you know, maybe we open them up a little bit more. And obviously we've scored four or five goals quite a few times this year. And, um, you know, we had to start games better as a, as a defensive unit. Hey, AJ, I think you're a good person to ask about this. I'm, I, I may be wrong. Are you the longest, are you and Omar the longest tenured players on the Galaxy now? Maybe Todd as well, but I don't think any one of the teams been there longer than you, right? No, yeah, it's Omar and I, and Todd came a week later. So, okay, so you, you have a sense of what this team's about then, and, 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 and kind of looking ahead at this NYCFC game, like Avi said, there, there's a lot of star power on, on, this, on this field, and, and we've, seen, we've seen some teams get this right and some teams get this wrong, and the, and the Galaxy obviously have a reputation as a team that, that spends its money wisely, even when it's spending a ton of it. Uh, and, and I'm curious what you've seen about this club and this organization that's, that's helped to develop that reputation. Why, why, when this team spends big, is it able to spend it on the right guys? And, and what, is, what about this club helps these players integrate so quickly and successfully so, so every sort of, everybody sort of blends in, and somehow you, you have a, a David Beckham and a Robbie Keane working with guys you know, who, who obviously aren't the, the big names and don't have the big salaries, but somehow it all fits. Why, why does the Galaxy have this rare reputation of, of, of being able to blend these big name and big money foreign players in with, with a group of American guys? Yeah, uh, you know, people say we, we buy championships every year, and if it was that easy, it would just be handed to us and, and this and that, and and there's other teams who, you know, have have bought, you know, big name players and spent a lot of money, and it didn't pan out for them. And you know, for whatever reason, you know, Bruce Arena maybe, uh, he knows how to handle, you know, all the the egos on our team, and he knows where to put people and and how to get the job done. And you know, these guys have have come over, you know, from Beckham to to Stevie and and Dos Santos and. Uh, Kino and, and everyone has, has come in and, and done their part and, and helped this team and an organization in the league, I think, as, as a whole. Is it about doing the scouting and the due diligence and making sure it's the right guy before he even lands in L.A.? Or is there some kind of, I mean, you guys like a flat-out cult? Is there some kind of like indoctrination that happens when a guy gets to StubHub Center and <laughs> it's sort of taught the galaxy way? I mean, what happens? So everything kind of looks so seamless from the outside. Yeah, I just think guys know their role and it's, they don't. Bruce will have a talk with him pretty pretty shortly after that. So, uh, so have you ever had one of those talks with Bruce? You must have, right? At least once. <laughs> Me? Yeah. No, I never had. I Not never had any problems with Bruce. Wow. <laughs> okay, good for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, you know, one of the, the best organizations in this league, and I don't think anyone's going to come here and and lollygag around, and, and you know, we're all here to win championships, so. You know, if we can all be on the same page, I, I think we are a, a good team. You said something about people say you guys buy titles. I mean, do you think that, in a way, what you guys have accomplished has been, I don't know, underappreciated or underrated because they just see the big names and the big salaries and they say, okay, well, that must be it, and they don't really take yeah. it on all the other stuff that goes into it? Yeah, I think that's, uh, like I said, it's not that easy. You know, you got these guys coming over from, from leagues halfway through the year and you have to integrate them within a team. Uh, to do that so quickly is, is you know, pretty hard. Uh, it, it takes years to, to really get to, to know someone. And, you know, these guys come over in, in weeks and are supposed to, to be on the same page as us. And sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But for us, I, I think majority of the time it has worked out when we've, you know, brought over a DP. It's not just the DPs either. You know, the the younger guys as well. Obviously, Giassi's artist coming through. 
um, and and playing as well as he has, and even a guy like like Sebastian Legetta, I feel like has been yeah an, an underappreciated perhaps part of of this this run over the last you know couple months or so. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like I said, guys just just know their roles, and somehow we find the the ones that do their jobs well, and you know we, we put it all together. Have you have you now that you've seen a few of these guys come in? Have you noticed something about them? I mean, is, is there something about or a common thread that runs through Beckham and Keane and Dos Santos and Gerard and maybe even Landon. I mean, these guys who, who are at the top of their profession, who, who are, are known globally, who are so accomplished. I mean, is there something about guys at that level with that pedigree that, that has struck you uh, that, that that's noticeable or a bit different? Uh, I think they just demand a lot from, you know, themselves and, and the team and uh, especially Keane. Uh, he's, he's, he's a leader on and off the field and, you know, he'll get on you on the field if you, you know, do something wrong and he'll get on you off the field if you're wearing the wrong shirt to, to breakfast. You know, just that, that mentality that he has. And, and all these guys, they obviously have a, a different pedigree and, you know, they've played at the, the biggest clubs in the world and, you know, are, are here making a difference for us. What does your breakfast shirt look like? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had a couple of shirts that no one else has had. So he's always told me that I got to be fine, but. Uh, you know, I always get the, the better stuff somehow. That's really hardcore. <laughs> so, I mean, are you, are you looking forward to this game on, on, on Sunday? I mean, does this feel like it's a – of course you're looking forward to it, but does it feel like it's a notable game somehow in, in MLS history with, with the, the names and, and, the, and the, you know, the, the histories that, that's going to be on the field uh, for both teams? Does it seem like this is a big deal? Yeah, another New York City, L.A., you know, game in – and with with all the the star power on the field, it, it's going to be one for the ages. But uh, it's going to be a noon game, which I don't know who scheduled that. But <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be hard. The summer's been hot here in LA, but um, you know we're we're looking forward to it. And it's the first time playing New York City, so it's exciting. Got to maximize that that TV audience. Get those dollars, you know. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if it's hot, just make sure you you know just make sure Lampard and Pirlo have to run a lot, right? Yeah, that's what we'll have to do. <laughs> uh, one of the, one of the other changes uh, that the Galaxy made, and you alluded to it before, is, was bringing Donovan Ricketts back. Um, I would think that for a defense, changing a goalkeeper midseason would be not catastrophic, but it, it's a big change. You know, your, your whole communication, your whole organization. Ricketts at least has has familiarity, I guess. If, if you're going to make that change, is is this the most ideal way to make it? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, you look at the the last two games. It was myself, Omar, Leo, who have all played with Ricketts for you know a number of years, and and then Robbie, who who knows Ricketts through throughout the the league, and you know it's he fits in well. He's a a guy that you know we believe in in the back, and a guy who's physically demanding and. Uh, it was intimidating, and, and I don't think we've had that for a while. Um, Want to change gears a little bit uh, and talk about your your international career? Um, you appeared twice for the U.S. men's national team, uh, and and then chose to represent Guam. And I'm wondering, as a uh, a dual national with those those options, I guess what's the the thought process there, and and ultimately what led you to to make that choice? Oh, for me, you know, I, I think I went to January camps four years uh, in a row, and you know, I would, would play center back as a as a Galaxy player, and then 
you know, once I got to the international stage in those January camps, I was put at an outside back and, you know, it's just a, a totally different experience and, and a different level. And, and I just didn't see myself fitting in into a, a regular player and someone who can make a difference, you know, every day and, and every game. And, you know, obviously Guam is, is not, you know, high as ranked as the U.S. or, or even close. But from from that standpoint, I felt like I could make a difference for a, a team in a country that, you know, used to lose games 10-0, uh, whatever it may be. And, and now we're winning World Cup qualifiers against, you know, countries – 20 times the, the size of ours. And, and, and for me, it was, you know, not about the now only, but the, the future and, and what can we do now to, to help those kids who, who live in Guam, you know, look up to us and, and want to play uh, for Guam national team when, when they get older. What's your, what it, I, I know you're, you, you qualify through your, your father, but uh, I guess we're not quite clear how that works. So what is your, what is your connection to Guam and and I guess you still have some kind of family there, right? So so you still yeah. have sort of a, a living connection to the country. Yeah, my my grandma lives there, you know, still, and I got aunts and cousins and extended family. I've been there twice now, and you know, every time they have a little barbecue for me, and there's you know at least fifty family members there. So wow, uh, probably half the island is my family. <laughs> <laughs> and are you and 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 this question is going to make your skin crawl, but, but are you the most accomplished player in Guam? I mean, are you, are you, is, is Keen coming to the, the galaxy, the equivalent of AJ De La Garza going to Guam? Well, for one, he's way more popular than me, <laughs> but on a relative you know, scale. I, yeah, I think on, on a soccer standpoint, I've, you know, I've, I've been through a lot and I, I've, you know, accomplished quite a bit and I want to do a lot more on the international level, but you know, winning MLS Cubs and NCAA championships. I'm not sure, you know, there's other guys on our team that have done that, but there's, you know, players who have played in MLS and Ryan Guy and Brandon McDonald and Jason Cunliffe and uh, Doug Herrick just was a, a pool keeper last year with the Sounders. So uh, we have uh, some quality and, 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 you know, as you saw, we, we won, you know, two World Cup qualifiers against Turkmenistan and India, which is huge for our country. Yeah, I mean, I looked this up. Guam estimated population. I mean, obviously, there's more to it than population, but the, the figures are staggering. Guam has 162,000 people. India's got 1.25 billion, yeah. and you guys beat them. I mean, I mean, it, that's it. Must have been. I mean, can you just talk about that day and that match and and how you guys pulled that off? Oh well, leading up to that, you know, it was the first World Cup qualifier games at home. It was the first game they ever sold a ticket to, and. And there's a lot of history made even before we stepped on the field and, you know, against Turkmenistan to, to win and you know, it was huge. And and then to, to play India at home as well and, you know, another, you know, sellout crowd of, what, 4,000 4, people uh, there is big for our country. And you could see the, the excitement around the, the stadium and and when we had open training, uh, when you win, people show up and, and that's kind of what's happening. And, you know, I think we tried to sell our two games against uh, Iran and Omen just because, you know, we, we didn't know what to expect. And, and now that we won our first two games, I think we got those games back, and now we're going to be hosting at home again. So uh, it's just going to get bigger and bigger, hopefully. How would you describe the, the level of play? I mean, what's, what's, what's it like at that level of, of Asian international soccer? Well, you're, you're playing, you know, against them 
you know, we'll play Iran later in September, or early September, and then uh, we go home and play Oman, and, and we've played India and Turkmenistan, and it's, you know, different level than, than CONCACAF. I don't, I don't know how I can really compare it. Um, uh, well, do the, do the referees depends. give last-second penalties? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Referees are probably worse than CONCACAF. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> uh, I mean, we've played in, in Lyles before, and in Cambodia and we played in Laos and you know, there was a, the referee was from Laos. So <laughs> you know, a lot of what about, played that game. Do, are you in a position because of what you've accomplished in your career? Um, are you in a position to, to offer feedback or are there people in the, in the, in the football association's administrative level who are willing to listen to you, who, who care what you have to say? I mean, you, you must be, you must have things that in your head that might be able to help. I mean, is, do you do you feel like you can speak your mind and sort of give them some advice or some feedback? Yeah, I, I think I can, and, and they'll they'll listen. And you know, if, if guys need something we'll, like massages, you know, we request it, and, and they'll get it done for us. And uh, and, and you know, there's bigger things that we can talk about, uh, you know, down the road. But right now, we're we're just trying to focus on on winning these games and getting to the next round. And, you know, if we can do that, that's, you know, history in itself. And, uh, you know, I, I think we can keep doing better because these two games that we, we just played were the first two games that this team, you know, ever trained together and been together. And, and I showed up two days before the game and didn't really have much practice time with everyone. And, um, but, yeah, obviously there's there's things we can change. And, and I'm coming from a club like the LA Galaxy, you know, who pretty much have everything. And, uh to go to a, a country of, of Guam who, you know, is still, you know, trying to learn, you know, the ins and outs of, of the game and and uh, just how how everything's run, you know, is going to take time and and we'll time for that down the road, I'm sure. Well, I, I imagine playing before uh, 100,000 people in Tehran will be something you'll never forget. So Yeah, it's, it's quiet. I mean, they're, they're mm-hmm. I'm not sure we're playing at their home stadium, but, you know, if we are... I think it seats ninety thousand, which is you know half of our our population. So, um, you know, I hope it's a good turnout. Yeah, that that would be absolutely outrageous. One one last thing I I just wanted to to touch on with you. I I know it's a a year of a of a tough anniversary coming up. Um, the the story of of your son Luca was was heartbreaking. It was inspirational all at the same time. I can't believe it's been a year uh, since all of that happened. Uh, but I know you have a, a blood drive coming up um, as as part of the foundation that you're working with and, and to raise awareness for, for what happened. I, I'll leave the ball in your court here, but but just if you want to talk about what's coming up. Yeah, well, Luca's first birthday is coming up, and you know we just want to honor him and benefit those kids at, at Children's Hospital Los Angeles who, who need our help still, and, and we're going to continue to do that and, until you know, we can't anymore, and, and, and that's going to be... So for the rest of our lives, and some, we'll always remember, you know, if we can help others, you know, we're having a blood drive on his birthday, August 28th, and in Manhattan Beach, and hopefully people can, can, can go to CHLA and and type in Yoga Loft and, and sign up. All right. We'll definitely do that if you're in that area. Um, again, thank you for, for being, you know, so selfless with that and, and for, for trying to raise awareness and, uh, Thank you for for your time today. Um, 
Really appreciate that, and, and good luck on Sunday against NYCFC. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. You got it. Here on Planet Football, we know which one is the real football. But in case the other football is your thing, you've probably heard of our new sponsor, FanDuel. It's one of the most talked about new fantasy sites in the world. Here's what it's all about. FanDuel is the leader in one-week fantasy football with more winners and more payouts than any other site. They will pay out over $75 million a week this football season. Look, we all love fantasy football, but a lot of fans miss out because the whole season is just too much of a time commitment. FanDuel does away with that. You can draft a team anytime and drop into tournaments for weekly cash prizes. Entry fees start at just $1, and there's a league for everyone. Week 1 NFL games are already live in the FanDuel lobby, so you don't have to wait another day to start building your teams. Over 1 million players have won money playing fantasy sports on FanDuel, and now it's your turn. So go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner, use the code FOOTBALL, F-U-T-B-O-L, and sign up now. There's a special offer for new users. For every dollar you deposit, FanDuel will match it with up to $200 that gets earned as you play. That's a bonus of up to $200. The offer is only good for the first 50 people that use our code FOOTBALL, F-U-T-B-O-L, today, so don't get left out. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Try it out today. So thanks again for AJ De La Garza for joining us. Um, Brian, I'm curious on, on your thoughts on the Galaxy. Um, he kind of made it seem like they're they're not even hitting the stride yet. Um, I, they're doing okay for, for not hitting the stride. I, I personally think that they're the hands-down favorite to win MLS Cup again. Bruce Arena has, has come out and said that that's garbage. Uh, what, what side of the fence are you on here? Um. The thing about winning MLS Cup is that all you've got to do is kind of be the best team for, for about four weeks, right? True. And um, now that MLS has sort of dumbed down the playoffs even further with away goals, it, it, it becomes, I don't know, a, a, a bit more random. Um, you know, but somehow the Galaxy have managed to, you know, three times in the past four years overcome what's supposed to be a crapshoot and, and win the thing. So, you know, what, whatever formula they figured out uh, for, 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 you know, negotiating these playoff rounds um, that offer no home field advantage uh, that, that, that tend to be random in the Eastern Conference, um, you know, you have to respect that. And, and until someone else figures it out, you've got to consider them the favorite. I mean, they, they, Gerard and Dos Santos don't have to gel now. They have to gel in November. And who's going to bet against Bruce Arena? As AJ said, I mean, Arena's got the Midas touch with this stuff. And who's going to bet against him figuring out who fits where, and, 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 and who plays best with who by November. It, you know, and, and right now, um, the only challenge, the only real challenge I see to them maybe is, is Kansas City, because in, in, in Benny Failhaber, they have a, a playmaker at the top of his game, um, you know, a guy who can uh, you know, do things with the ball and, and, and connect with teammates, uh, really unlike anyone else in MLS. And, and, and they're still a hard team to play against. They still have that sort of that Peter Burmese grit. And so in a, in a two-game series, 90 minutes on either field with, with the home field advantage that, that uh, Sporting has at, in, in Kansas City, it wouldn't stun me. It wouldn't leave me completely speechless if, if uh, Kansas City beat L.A. in a playoff series. But also, obviously, on paper, the Seattle Sounders are, are a threat. We're, we're going to have to see how a couple of their new signings 
uh, sort of blend in. Obviously, when when Oba and, and Dempsey were healthy, uh, they were they looked unbeatable. Um, they've had a real rough couple months. Uh, that may mean an extra playoff game for them, which which could affect their their rhythm and the scheduling. Um, but you know, on paper, still a threat, but uh, not based on any form we've seen recently. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Vancouver, the on the wrong side of that comeback by Sport in Kansas City last weekend, um, has also been playing extraordinarily well. Uh, there, there are challengers. I don't think anyone is is going to say there aren't. But yeah. on Vancouver, paper, Dallas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Portland as well. Um, and then you look in the East, I, I, I just think there's a massive divide. But even so, D.C. United, uh, we haven't seen Montreal with Didier Drogba yet. If he becomes super Drogba, then all of a sudden the yeah. impact are are you know right in the thick of things. And all it takes in the East is just get through the East and beat one team in the West. It's not like right. you have to go in through the whole minutes. gauntlet. I mean, Columbus crew. Columbus has some, has some talent, you know, and, and that's a team that over 90 minutes when things are clicking can look good. Um you know, DC United, if, if, if a spindle is healthy, uh, you know, that that's a team that's dangerous again, over, over 90 minutes. Um, so yeah, absolutely challenges and, and, and picking, picking the winner of MLS cup is, is a fool's errand. And, and that's how the league wants it. They, that that's why they've designed a playoff system that, that is supposed to be a crapshoot, even though a Bruce arena has sort of, uh, you know, laughed in the face of that, but, but this is supposed to be hard to predict. It's supposed to give every team, uh, uh, an equal chance to win the championship, and, and that's what MLS wants. So, sitting here a few months out and trying to figure out how it's going to go is is uh, is really tough. But yeah, there's some good teams in the league. Uh, you know, Dallas, Vancouver, Columbus, New England. The Red Bulls are doing great. Um, you know, there, there's some good teams out there, and and I suppose we say every year that any of them can beat LA over 180 or 90 minutes. But uh, you know, it only in the past four years it's only happened one time. Yeah, I'm still going to pick LA to win the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> should we, the, real, the real question is, uh, editor, should we book our flights to Carson now or wait? Well, we we got to see how this... I uh, flights to Carson. Carson does not have an airport. Flights to LA, forgive me. <laughs> uh, that that remains to be seen. Supporter Shield race actually might be more riveting uh, actually down the stretch. You look at, at the standings right now, Sporting Kansas City, they, they've got the game in hand, the games in hand on, on LA. They're actually in position to... If they can make good on those um, to to take that thing, which would be a pretty nice accomplishment for them, especially well, after moving from the on, east to the west. Based on, based on points per game, uh, the best team in MLS is the New York Red Bulls. And then there's that. So, so. Who, who who expected that when uh, fans were erecting billboards and 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 coming to Red Bull Arena with pitchforks and torches? Uh, Ali Curtis, he Ali, he, Ali <laughs> Curtis, <laughs> on an island, yeah, they believe. Uh, so anyway, plenty, plenty to watch for an uh, MLS. With SeatGeek's new app, it's easy to find a great deal, pay for tickets, and get to your seat with a few taps of your phone. And for listeners of this show, use the promo code FOOTBALL, F-U-T-B-O-L, in the SeatGeek app and get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. It takes less than a minute to download, and the app is free in iPhone and Google Play stores. SeatGeek does a ton of things that other ticketing sites don't, such as aggregating from big ticket sites. Just like you can consolidate flight and hotel options online, SeatGeek pulls in ticket options from hundreds of online ticket sellers to create a one-stop shop for sports and concert tickets. When you shop on SeatGeek, you're seeing virtually every ticket option available for that game all on one page. No need to go anywhere else. Also, they have this great feature called Deal Score. It ranks every ticket on the market with a 1 to 100 value score and plots the best deals on a color-coded interactive map of the venue 
so you can easily identify the best ticket values in the building at a glance. Finally, SeatGeek's mobile app makes the ticket buying process seamless, easy, and reliable. If you decide to catch a game with your friends at the last minute, don't subject yourself to sketchy scalpers or fake tickets. On SeatGeek, you can store your credit card, and once you find a ticket you want to buy, you can complete the purchase with just two quick taps. There's no faster way to buy tickets. To redeem your promo code and save $20 on tickets, download the free SeatGeek app today and enter promo code FOOTBALL, F-U-T-B-O-L, in the app. SeatGeek will then send you $20 once you've made your first SeatGeek purchase. This is a sneaky good deal. Let's say you want to go see the Chicago Fire take on the Red Bulls next week. You can get a lower deck ticket for $20 right now. With the $20 rebate, your ticket is free, courtesy of SeatGeek, just for letting them open the door for you. Find the best deals on world football, NFL preseason, and concert tickets too, all on SeatGeek. Don't forget to claim your $20 rebate off your first ticket purchase by downloading the SeatGeek app and entering the promo code FOOTBALL. I uh, want to go over the pond a little bit to get into the English Premier League a couple weeks into the season now. Just like we thought, Chelsea has been a disaster or not. Um, the, their struggles, Manchester City's uh, success to start after some some questions about that team entering the season. It's been interesting. Uh, we had the opportunity to have Kyle Martino from NBC uh, in our SI Now studios for an interview with Maggie Gray, and he got into all of his early reactions on all things EPL. Uh, so here is a clip from that. Defending champion Chelsea, though, they are legitimately struggling. Why have they been so slow out of the gate? Yeah, I would say um, we can't have the Premier League without overreactions. Why not? And, that, and that's the major one is, is Chelsea right now. And, you know, you go back to Jose Mourinho's only had two times where he's made it to the third season with a club, Real Madrid and then the first time with Chelsea. And his last season tends to collapse in this monumental epic way and so a lot of people are thinking this is foreshadowing the inevitable that a third season Jose Mourinho collapse but I I think that's a little knee-jerky I think what's happening with Chelsea is they came back a little bit later it gave them more time off but also to repeat champions is the most difficult thing ever only two clubs have been able to do it and Jose Mourinho's standards are so incredibly high that of course you're going to see a little dip after winning the title and I think he's he's furious about it yeah well in order for this not to turn into a dumpster fire for Chelsea does Mourinho have to get out of his own way a little bit we saw a story about the female athletic trainer who he uh, suspended for a game also substituting John Terry earlier he's kind of is he creating some distractions for his team well he always creates distractions, but he's a master of creating distractions away from bad performances, so people don't talk about how his team's playing poorly, but this is a a distraction that, for me, is a huge mistake. The the doctor thing is ridiculous, unfounded. They were just doing their job, they did their job well, and and that was a distraction I'm sure that's in the locker room right now, and people are saying, this is our physio, someone we have a really strong relationship with, who's not on the bench now. The John Terry thing, he has never substituted John Terry before. He took his captain off at halftime. Now, he's going to say, tactically, he's slow. Well, he's been slow for a decade. It didn't just happen in, in the offseason. But now everyone's going to say, that was our leader last year. John Terry had the best season he's ever had for Chelsea. He won the title, and he took the guy off at halftime? Yeah, and also, you know this. I mean, being a player, now teammates are going to get asked about this mm-hmm. from now, and it could be a storyline that hangs over Chelsea. Let's move on to Man City because this is a team that's always flushed with a lot of cash, always yeah. got a lot of stars. Are they championship caliber? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that um, 
as I, we were just talking about with Chelsea, where it's hard to repeat. You know, I think they struggled and had a dip because they win the title. And then you have the World Cup, which is a little bit of a distraction. You have the African Cup of Nations that some of their star players left for. Uh, the reason I think that they're contenders, David Silva is the best player in the league for me. He's so incredible to watch. He's going to have a magical season for them again. But it's company, it's the spine of them that struggled last year, company and Torre. Th- that's where they needed to improve. And those players so far this season are, are showing that they're going to play like they did two seasons ago. Yeah, very interesting. A big match coming up this week, week three. Liverpool, who's 2-0, and playing mm-hmm. against Arsenal, who was destroyed in their first game, kind of yeah. rebounded in the second game. Uh, what are you expecting when they meet in week three? Well, Liverpool, I think everyone's expecting them to be different with Benteke. No, no one, everyone knows that they've tried to replace Luis Suarez and failed, obviously, with Balotelli. And you're never going to be able to replace Luis Suarez. I mean, he is a one of a kind. There's a handful of players around the world. And by the way, Arsenal, Chelsea, Manchester United, all of them are trying to buy that type of player and still can't. Benteke, if he can get them 20 goals this year, I think that they start to nip and get close to that top four. And being able to beat a team like Arsenal has to be what they want to do if they want to be able to, to climb and get into those top four positions. We're all anxiously awaiting that game, uh, early matchup between these uh, star, star-studded teams. So there you have it. Uh, the, the full clip of that interview can be seen on Planet Football. Definitely check it out. It's great to have Kyle in the studio. Uh, he's also he's got a new show. Everywhere. On. He is everywhere. He literally, he literally is. He's got a show on the travel channel now. Of all media. He's a pretty, pretty cool post-playing career. Uh, but anyway, check that interview out. And I think that will do it for us today. Uh, again, really appreciate AJ De La Garza for joining us. Brian Strauss, welcome back from vacation. And next week we will have Grant Wall back from vacation. The whole I crew will I, be back together, guys. We, when, we, uh, when Brad Friedel replaced me i thought i was going to be like a like a garrick thing you know like i was going to be the guy garrick replaced and you'd never hear from me again we th- we considered it <laughs> yeah no i don't blame you. i'm not saying that's a bad thing at all it's just that that, that popped in my head never never we would never do that um so we'll have the full crew back together alex abnos thank you our star producer appreciate everything on your end uh thanks as always for listening and we will talk to you all next week about the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one daily sports podcast network. Locked On has a daily podcast on every NBA and NFL team, plus a growing lineup of college and MLB teams. You get a daily bite-sized podcast giving you the latest on your team from the local experts. Lakers fans, search Locked On Lakers. Cowboys fans, search Locked On Cowboys. Just search Locked On, your favorite team, on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, or tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked On, your favorite team. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.